One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another live edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so excited to have everybody there. And look, it's been a couple of weeks since I've had a chance to talk to the audience. Uh, Obviously, two weeks ago, we were at the large CA World event in Las Vegas, which was amazing. There's already videos out on Twitter and Facebook uh, on on our social media, just some highlights of that. Uh, But my great friend John Stenbeck and I uh, were honored to be invited to speak on our new book, The Agile Almanac Volume 2, uh, we did some book signings and really got to, you know, grip and grab and, and meet a lot of people. Uh, so we were very, very excited about that event out of CA World, but that was a long week. And then right after that, obviously, we go into Thanksgiving. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a chance to share all about the work-life balance. But, boy, are we super, super excited going into the holidays for the guests that we have today. So this person is a businesswoman. She's a mother of three boys the author of the Start Balancing book, and an active CEO and co-founder of Start Planner, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, She's devoted her whole life to providing hope for individuals who are looking to achieve balance, success, and happiness with their own lives, right? Right in the message of, of this show and what we're trying to do. She's been sought after for keynote speaking due to her relatable story, no excuses tone, valuable advice, and upbeat personality that she entrenches in all aspects of her brands. So she'll be sharing inspiration, teaching individuals and companies how to get more done. She's featured in business publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur.com, Inc.com, and speaking to private companies along with universities such as Harvard. And her true passion is inspiring others to achieve success in their own lives. So let's bring her on to the Work-Life Balance and a warm welcome to Miss Christy Dickerson. How are you doing, Christy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Outstanding. We were so excited to have you. We actually you know, met through a, a mutual colleague uh, and had a couple of conversations. We just had to have you on the show. And, and well, so, there's just you know, so many synergies. I mean, what you do and what you talk about is so what we and what I talk about. So I love what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. That's very appreciated. And so let's talk about Start Balancing, first of all, right? How did you come to write that book and who is it really intended for? Um, well, when I first started writing Start Balancing, so I've owned the domain name for five years, um, and I originally, so my background is finance. I got into a creative industry, and I was a wedding photographer for seven years. And about three years after I started doing wedding photography, I started teaching creatives the business aspect of photography and of how to run their business. Um, so basically, long story short, um, I was teaching at a conference. I was creating all this free content. And one of my friends that was a graphic designer was like, I want to one day create this planner. Look at this. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, Jenny. I want to one day write a book teaching all of these productivity and efficiency tips so that you can be balanced. Um, and she's like, I love it. But at that moment, kind of a light bulb went off. She was in, um, She is in Portland, Oregon, and I'm here based in Atlanta, um, but that was in April of 2015. In May, we launched Start Planner, which is what our two projects ended up becoming. Um, and it has been a whirlwind of about two years. And then in September of this year, I launched that book, Start Balancing, that I originally reached out to her about writing. 
That's fantastic. So let, let's talk about that for a second, though, in the Start Planner. Um, and, you know, there's so much competition for planners, and, and, you know, you get bombarded on Facebook now, and everybody's got the next great thing. What makes yours different? What's, what's special about Start Planner? Well, I first want isn't to, it, isn't it crazy that, that five years ago, that was not a thing? It really wasn't. And then here we are in a digital era, and it's now a thing. And I think it's a thing because we're taught from a young age to write things down, to have goals. To, to, and what makes us different and what, what we found so much success with is I approached it from a finance perspective and from a health perspective. So our planners are not just a day planner or a calendar. Um, they really encompass work and home, but also health and financials. If you're financially like, don't know what's happening this month personally, you know, it causes stress. If you don't know what you're having for dinner tonight, you're thinking about it at lunchtime. Um, if you're not getting enough water, you're, you're, you're dehydrated and you're not able to think clearly. So our planners really focus on all the different things that we really need to focus on in order to be balanced. Um, so that's kind of where we hit a really, a really good string, a right time in the market. Um, and then my business partner is a graphic designer. I'm the more business side, and she's a graphic designer, and she's just spot on with a really modern design, clean design that I think just helped us really skyrocket our brand um, out the door. And, and you see that you say that's interesting that five years, I mean, so really 10, 15 years ago, all it was was the Franklin Covey Planner, right? You went there, ah. they taught you how to manage mm-hmm. time, which, which I've grown so far outside of managing time because you recognize that you can't. Right, the yep. time is the great equalizer. We all have 24 hours in a day. It's just what we do with that. But this whole, you know, time management theory of, of logging everything that the, the way that they were teaching. Um, so, but that was it, right? Everybody had a Franklin Covey. That that was yep. kind of the only planner, really. That, or you just had your day planner. That was it. Yep. Um, and so it's so awesome to see multiple people starting to think, and, and certainly you. Um, thinking it at the health and, and wellness aspect on top of the fact that this works. So, you know, this being titled the work-life balance, I feel like we, you know, work entrenches us so much that, like, even you said we don't know what we have for dinner. I don't want to make the decision at dinner, right? It's like my, my right. family's like, what do you want to eat? I was like, if I make another decision, it's out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so talk about that a little bit. How do you help people kind of balance that work and that life on top of the health portion? So I think it all goes back to that time. That is our most valuable asset. So how can you use that time and use that time wisely um, and, and learn to be efficient with that time? And that's creating workflows. It's creating systems. It's creating templates for things that you do over and over. So if you're someone that's in customer service and you're getting the same email over and over, is there an app that you can use that has a template that you create that email one time so that email that you're getting that did take you four minutes, you now take two seconds to click it. If there, is there ways in your life that you can make it more efficient? Um, and, I, and I think that goes back with also finding out, you know, ask, ask your spouse or ask someone's really close to you, what are you good at and, and what, are you, what are you bad at? What are your weaknesses? And if the things that you're good at, that's where you need to focus your energy and your effort and maybe the things that you're not so good at delegate those or outsource those to someone else that can do them better than you are. Um, and this is, I'm talking about in business and I, as well as in, in home. Um, I am not good at cleaning house, so I outsource that. My time is more valuable when I come home to not have to worry about cleaning up my house. Um, you know, but I, you know, 
I have a, three kids. We have a busy schedule. I have, you know, 12 employees. So there's a lot that I have to manage. So on the home front, I have to be organized with our food. And um, so we meal prep. We do a lot of organization, a lot of prepping so that, you know, we're not eating takeout all the time um, and so that we are eating healthy and eating clean um, so that we feel better. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. You can time block like-minded things together. You can wake up early. Like I have found that for me, I am my most productive in the mornings. I wake up at 5 o'clock and I typically work two hours before my kids even wake, before I even get them on the bus. And then I hit the gym around 7.30, 7.45 in the mornings. And um, then I go to my work day around 9. I'm able to leave there at 3. So I have just found that that's what works for me. And I'm being, me being an entrepreneur, I know I have that little bit of flexibility. It becomes harder. You know, I have friends that, that have 9 to 5 jobs and they leave the house at 7 in the morning. They're not getting home till 6.30. And it becomes even more paramount that, that if you're in one of those situations that you're organized so that at 6.30 you're not getting home and trying to figure out, okay, what am I cooking for dinner? Um, So sharing those things and sharing those responsibilities and tasks. And so really, I mean, what what it sounds like in blending a lot of different terms here for us, um, and if we look at this from a financial aspect, right, you're really doing lean systems thinking here, but you're also kind of removing the cost of delay. Absolutely, yes. Yes. And so when you say your timing on the market is your resources for your time. Absolutely. And when you say the timing on the market is perfect, I mean, right now, there's so many companies that are going through what they call the agile explosion, right? The agile transformation, um, which is just essentially lean systems thinking. It's it's looking at the cost of delay and and decentralizing decision making so that they can really, you know, empower and, and become more productive. And so when you do that, you know, how, how can people really look at, at their lives and, and start to find that cost of delay that is costing so much of this time and productivity? Um, I think that you can um, write down what you're doing for an entire day. Um, I, I meet a lot of people who are like, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time. But when I really sit down with them and, and look at these things, they do have time. You've got to either make it, you've got to figure out how to be more efficient, or you've got to figure out how to say no the things you don't need to be saying yes to. Um, we, a lot of times we don't know how to say no, and a lot of times we just say yes to everything. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I can take on this new client. Yes, I, but what is it sacrificing? What is it at cost to? Um, so that's one of my biggest things that I see, that mistakes that I see is, is yes, 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 yes. And if you do say a yes, do you have a system and a workflow and people in place that can handle that yes? And so that's a very logical approach, right? And, that, and so half of, half of our audience is, is in the thinking mind. The other half of the audience is in the feeling mind. And so, you know, I can see the logical systems approach. What about those that are more feelers about how they approach their time? And, and do you understand where I'm going with that? Uh, do you mean, explain a little bit. So it would be like in the disk profile. If, if you've ever done disk profiling or look at, at human behavior, there's people that say, well, if I got a project done, but I hurt some feelings along the way, I stepped on some toes, I don't care. The work's done, right? It's a very logical systems flow. You have the other right. people that say, well, if I did hurt some people or, or stepped on some toes along the way, I would sacrifice the task versus saving the relationship. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. And so then the feeler side of this, right, this systematic flow can be very difficult for them to 
really understand because they move through their day through how they feel versus what's best to, to be done. See, and I'm not a feeler. <laughs> no, I can. You're, I just, you're, you're yeah. a high D personality through and through. Yes. If you've ever yes. taken disc, you came out off the charts D, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> which is because so, I'm an I. I'm a high I, I mean, which is the feeler side of it. Right. Um, I mean, I think the people that are feelers, though, doesn't it hold you back? The productivity side. When you oh, get it does. Fair? Yeah, and so, it certainly is a high I. If you were to ask me to write down everything I did, I, I need nine pages. Right, right. Um, but I think that that's so it, exactly it would work. the ways yeah. that we can be looking I mean, for. I would think that's where you need someone to, uh, accountable. You need someone to hold you, a mentor. I mean, I have mentors in all aspects of my life, um, whether it be at the gym for training, whether it be personal finances, whether it be a business coach. Um, so I think that if you're someone that is feeling things and you feel like that's holding you back on the productivity, you might need someone just to coach you along being like, no, it's okay. This is what you did. This is why you did it. Um, if you need someone to help you reason that. Absolutely. So actually, I want to come back to the coaching aspect here as soon as we take our first break, but we do have to pay some bills and let's see a uh, uh, announce to everybody what it is that they do for us. So we're going to take a break right here and we'll be right back with Christy Dickerson. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile. And there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance. We're talking with the creator of Start Balancing and Start Planner, Christy Dickerson. And Christy, right before we went to break, I, I do want to come to the coaching side, but um, we were talking about thinkers and feelers and, and, and you know, how they do that. But really planning, just like positive thinking, just like you know, starting a new gym uh, routine, I mean, planning and doing a very good job at planning is a muscle that you can work out. Isn't that correct? Oh, absolutely. It's, and we're creatures of habits. We're creatures of routines. Um, it's something that we have to establish that new routine, that m- exercise, that muscle um, to become a better planner. Absolutely. And, and so, again, what I love about your system, and, and when I wrote No Day But Today, which, which has a planning aspect to it, right, it's, it's around really fulfilling um, what, what your life's purpose is, um, I looked at different roles, um, but what I, you know, as I sit here and talk to you, what I realized is, you know, while I was trying to look at work and life and what I mean by role is, you know, for you, you're a mother and an entrepreneur, right? So, so there, there's two sides in which are your roles that you have to fulfill on a daily basis. Um, I never put the aspect of health um, and, and finances into that. So I think that that's an amazing system. Um, so if, if I am terrible in finances, how does your system kind of help me work that muscle out? Um, so, it, it's just like we learned in third grade. We get, we get a planner and we have to work through all the different aspects of the planner. So, if, if finance is something that you're struggling with or something that you're going to be focusing on in the new year, um, it has every month a monthly budget so that you can write out what are your home finances, what are your monthly. We also have notebooks called, we have a business partner notebook, which is if you are an entrepreneur, um, it's a specific marketing and financial planner for your business. Um, but at, in the actual planner aspect, it's got all of that. Also, it caters back to the, one of our biggest expenses is eating. So at the bottom of every page, it's got um, what are you going to be eating for that day. It's got a budget if you want to carry that budget over. It's got weekly groceries. Um, because I have just found, and, and start balancing, I've read a lot of productivity books, but none of them focused on health. And hands down, if we don't feel good, or if we're in a season of our life where our health is not healthy, we're not as productive, period. We don't feel, we're not, we're not going to be starting new things, we're not going to be approaching the things that we need to be doing with the certain energy that we need to be approaching it with. Um, so I just felt like that was a huge piece of, you know, of the balance that, that needed to be focused on with health. I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's, there's been several days in, in, in even just the past month where you get up and you just go, ugh, I don't want to do anything today. Right? I don't yep. even want to think. And so that's, that's coming back to that healthy lifestyle, isn't it? It's, it's getting into the routine and making sure that eating properly, exercising well, uh, and, and really kind of getting the juices flowing. It, it does. And I think we also have seasons. We have seasons in our business that require us to, to put in more time. And I always say if it's a season, seasons have a, have a change. So if it's something that's going to change, you might have to just ride that season out and being out of balance. Um, 
But if it doesn't have a change, if it doesn't have something where it's going to be changing, then you might need to actively make a change. But I also speak to a lot of women, um, and I think men feel this too, um, correct me if I'm wrong if you have children, but women that, you know, I just had a child and I feel so out of kilter, I feel like I'm not working the way I used to, I feel like I've lost my mojo, all of those things, because it's hard. It's hard to figure out how to balance kids and work and responsibilities and taking care of yourself. And, and really what we should do is take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of others. But that usually happens the opposite way. We usually put ourselves last um, and we say yes to too much and our schedules get filled out and we get stressed out and it just becomes this um, cycle that we feel like it's hard to break, but it's, it's really not. Um, if, you can find, if, it's, if, it, if you're saying it is, it is hard to break, find someone that can help you break it because it's not. Start saying no to, no to more things. Um, you know, plan your groceries out. Plan your menus out. Create budgets. Sit down with your, your spouse and plan out your finances. What are you going to be saving? Where are you going to be traveling? Where are you going to be putting your discretionary income? Um, all of these things that I'm talking about, planning, it is. It's a muscle. And if it's something that you're like, oh, I need to do this, do it. Like, just do it. And if you're not, you, you know that, oh, this sounds great now, but you know that you want, text someone, find someone that says, hey, let's meet once a month. Let's meet every two weeks. And y'all do it together so that you don't let just yourself down. You're letting someone else down as well. Yeah, there's, there's actually a thing with runners where they exchange each other's shoes so that the only way you can run is with that person. But they're also holding you accountable to run because they bring the shoes to you. And so yeah, that's something they, that's big in the, in the running industry. I didn't know that until a few weeks ago. But um, having said that, you know, when, when you, you continue to, to promote get a mentor, get a coach. But there's so many people that think that either they don't need assistance or that wouldn't help them or maybe they're even embarrassed to, to talk to them about what's really ailing them. So, so what kind of advice would you give there around that mentorship and, and coaching side? Um, I, I will just wholeheartedly say that not only mentorship, but mentorship, coaching, counseling, has changed my life. Um, it's changed my business. It, it changed my bottom, my bottom line. Um, there are people that are smarter than you, that are more knowledgeable than you. There are people that are more, more educated, that can see you differently than you see yourself, that um, can pour into your life. And equally, I have found that when I am pouring into other people's life as well, I am more fulfilled. I think that's what we're designed. We're designed to be creatures of not only habit, but of community. Um, and then when you have a system of people pouring into you and you pouring into people, it creates this ecosystem and a network of people that are helping you and you helping them, and it makes you stronger, and it makes them stronger in return. And again, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I'm part of, of what's called the John Maxwell team, and we get together twice a year in Orlando with, with just exceptional people that, that I feel <clears throat> that I, a lot of times I don't feel like I'm worthy of being in the room. And they're so smart. They're so driven. But my energy level when I leave that place is incredible. And, it, and I can feel when a training is time, is time to come because I yep. feel like I, I'm a gremlin that's just sucking the energy out of them um, and, and growing in ways that, that I've never had an opportunity to grow before. Um, so, but, but at the same time, I've met so many executives that feel that because they're on that top rung of the ladder, that they don't need any help or any coaching. And, and the, the other thing I'd love to ask you about is, you know, 
people always feel like, well, you've got to know my business or you've got to know me to be a great coach. Um, what, what do you say to that? Uh, I disagree. And I think that the executives that are thinking that they don't have anything to learn um, are mistaking because there is so much to learn. I mean, there, there, you know, there is so much to learn. And, you know, if, what was the second part of that question? Well, again, um, so do you need to know my business to be uh, a, oh, yes. a great yes. coach to me? Uh, no. Um, if, if you, and I do think you want something, someone that's similar, right? Um, you want someone that's an entrepreneur, that's it's in a similar space, that can understand your business, but you don't have to have someone that knows every little aspect of it. But I I, I, I tend to say also focusing. Like, I have different people in my life. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, that help me in different aspects of my life. Um, I have a trainer at the gym, and they know, you know, working out really, really well. And they know how to maximize my time, the 30 or the 45 minutes that I can give them. How is it going to be the most efficient use of my time? Um, and then a business coach. My business coach is not in my sector at all. And I can't tell you what a difference it's made. He understands business. He knows business. What it's made in my own business, just by contacts, resources, you know, thought thinking, um, influencers, just different things and different ways that has pushed me to, to understand things on, on different levels of my understanding and thought thinking that I would have never thought about. So if you are someone that is sitting here thinking that, I can't learn anything or, or it, this wouldn't benefit me. It, it totally would. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a paid thing. We're talking about paid resources. Do you have, if you're an entrepreneur, is there another entrepreneur that you know that maybe you're more the creative one and they're more the business one and y'all can sit down once a month and be each other's accountability partners and push each other in those different areas? Um, so it's not always something that if you're like, I can't afford that or I can't, like you can do those things. But I will say the investments that I made in people and in mentorships, um, you know, and I mentor people as well, but, but the investments that I've made in actually doing it myself, trust me, the ROI has been there tenfold. And I think that that's an interesting point. So if, if we take the paid aspect of it and, and say that we're going to pay a coach, you know, people see that as, as income that's leaving, but don't see that as the ROI that could be five times, 10 times, 20 times return to them um, for simply, you know, sitting down and, and spending an hour with somebody uh, and just talking through the things that are bothering you. Absolutely. And, and there's so many things, like I look at so many businesses, I have a hard time when I go into, when I go to a chiropractor's office, I have a hard time not like breaking down the systems that they're doing and what I could fix because that's what I do. And I'm like, oh, if you made this better and if you fix this, and I'm thinking this all out loud in my head and, my, and you know, if you streamline this and if you had this and if you're, you took your website and you had a scheduling system and used this app, like it would, it would free up this much time. And, but it doesn't, and I'm not even in the chiropractic industry, but I think that, you know, going to conferences and, and learning and trying to stay on the cutting edge of all these different things is so important. Um, we use an app called Zendesk, and I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but from our customer service perspective, um, a mentor told me about Zendesk, and we looked into them, and we switched systems, and anytime you switch systems, it's like, ugh. We switched it a week before we got our, our actual products in, which was probably the worst timing, but at the same time, we were like, we just got, if we're going to do it, let's do it. And I can't even tell you three weeks after we did it, 
what a time saver it is. Now they've got, you know, talking about customer service emails, we can now batch different ones. We have meta tags that you can literally just click a button on the keypad instead of typing everything out. We've got templates set in and we've got, it, it makes our life so much easier. And the time saving, if I went there and calculated my customer service people, how much time they were spending and just that, that one hour conference call with that mentor, right there it is. Um, it's just, it's huge. I think that's fantastic. So we're going to come back and get some more tips from you right after we take another break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance. I I did want to give a couple of shout-outs to some people that I got a chance to spend some great time with. So in Vegas, we were with David Nickel, 
Uh, he did a fantastic show with us uh, really early on when we first got started. And then I was in Boston yesterday and got to hang with the uh, one and only Chase in Hampton uh, and got to meet his lovely daughter and, and uh, speak to him for a while, have some fellowship with them. So always love you guys. Always appreciate you listening and uh, always appreciate what you do for us and the show. So coming back to our guest, uh, Christy Dickerson. Christy, you know, I had a book that, that came out called No Day But Today. And really, the, the theme of that, and the, what was behind that was, yeah, everybody feels tomorrow is the greatest day. And that's tomorrow is when every new system and every job is going to get done and every new weight loss program is going to start and workout routine. Uh, and then, you know, we hit the snooze button and go right back into our old routine. So what do you think is the hardest thing to, to harness around, you know, getting started? Um, I think ourselves. I think that um, we're, we're fearful of, of failing. Um, we're fearful of letting ourselves down. Um, I think we get comfortable. I think we also, a society as a whole, we're addicted to things. Um, everything that we do and eat and, and put ourselves, it's, it's addicting. So I think we have a hard time pushing ourselves. Um, and that's what I find really fascinating because I just, I want to sh- sometimes shake people and just, just do it. Just like go to the gym. Just don't eat that. Don't do that. And I'm not saying, I'm saying do it in moderation. I'm not saying, you know, never eat chocolate cake. Cause trust me, I enjoy my chocolate cake, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so many people want to start a business, but they're fearful of doing it. You have to also look at, are they, are there ways that you can migrate you know, look at risk to, to see what is actually, what kind of risk that it's going to be. So if something you fear, so if you're wanting to start a business, is there a way that you can look at how can I try to minimize my losses if, if this doesn't work out? Because in reality, when you start something, it could fail. And that's the first thing you have to realize. And I think that's what most people get hung up on. Um, a couple weeks ago, um, well, September, my books was coming in, and we got hit in the southeast with Hurricane Irma. And, you know, we, the, so my books was supposed to start shipping on Thursday. We were going to start shipping them Tuesday. They were supposed to deliver it us to on Monday. Well, Monday I got a call from the trucking company, and they say, look, we are just so far behind from, you know, the logistics of everything with Hurricane Irma that we're not going to be able to deliver these till Friday. And I'm like, that, that's not going to work. Like, my book's publish date's Thursday. We have to start shipping these, you know, by Thursday. And um, from an operational perspective, we needed them in our warehouse, like, Tuesday so we could start processing them. And they're like, I'm sorry. You know, so we spend, like, two hours calling different, you know, LTL companies or, or just different companies and brokerages, and no one had any availability. And um, I sit there, and we're in a team meeting, and I'm like, all right, y'all, I will see you later. I found a company that had a truck, a 26-foot truck. So I went home, changed out of my nice clothes, put on some gym clothes, um, you know, got on the interstate, started driving south of Atlanta. Um, it was about a two-hour drive and backed up this big old truck, 26-foot truck, into, you know, the, the loading dock, stood in the line with all the other truck drivers and, you know, stood there. Was I intimidated? Absolutely. Was I driving 10 and 2? I was. But this was at lunchtime, and I had them back at our warehouse at 3 o'clock on that Monday afternoon. And I think for a lot of people, we get stuck with, what you know, is there a solution? Or, you know, can I do that? Or, you know, so, and I, and I just, 
I knew that this is something I had to do. I had to figure it out. Um, so I think a lot of times it's personality-based, too, that there, I have a lot of friends who are like, I never would have done that. Like, I can't believe you did that. Um, and I kind of am like, what do you mean you can't believe I did that? Like, that's what, that's what needed to be done. So I think for a lot of people, going back to that accountability piece, um, if you're one of those people that, that need that extra push, find someone that can help push you. I think that's just so important. I know I keep saying it over and over and over, but it's important. Well, I think, it's, I think what's important about it is in, in, what's interesting, too, of once you start, right, once you start whatever it is, um, and you've gotten over that fear barrier, um, but even starting just professional development, personal development, and, and you know, personal um, learning, it, it becomes that, that string that you shouldn't pull on a, a shirt or a sweater because it just keeps unraveling. You just keep wanting to do more and more and learn more and more. Um, and I think that that's the, the exciting part and what we try to get across on the show is how important it is to invest in yourself. It's almost like on the financial side, you're supposed to pay yourself first before you start paying the bills in order to make sure that you're saving pro- appropriately. But most people do that in reverse. Um, I think taking care of yourself and learning uh, on a daily basis and, and making it a point to learn something new every day um, becomes one of those habits that, that becomes self-fulfilling. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and it's a habit that book, if you didn't learn it from a young age, if you were never taught it, it's hard to learn. Oh, it gets increasingly difficult. Not only that, but then you, you have your own personal bias. It, you know, one of the things that, that I've really invested in um, recently is, is, you know, the power of positive thinking. So if you read, you know, Shirzad Shemaine, uh, Positive Intelligence, or you read War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, or any of these books, um, and start challenging the fact that positive thinking is a muscle in which you have to, to go after as well. You have to make it Absolutely. a point to think positively of yourself because you have that judge that's in your brain that is your biggest critic, right? Absolutely. So it's learning how to turn that voice off. So how did you then overcome, because, I mean, you said that you had this domain for five years and then you, you jumped in, right? So what was that fear trap or mistake trap that you actually got through to get started to, be, to being the entrepreneur that you are now? Um, so I feel like, I mean, I own, <laughs> I, you could call me a serial entrepreneur, so I own a lot of domain names. And for me, I mean, I could have started three new businesses this year, but I know that I wouldn't have been able to start them and start them the way that I wanted to start them. Um, so it's, it was all about timing. So you also have to make sure it's the right time to do a change, it's the right time to start something. And for me, I had a successful business. Um, I, had, I, was, I have three kids, so I was in the portion of my life where I had a business that was kind of flushed out. I had already went through the portion of the business where I was still trying to figure it out. So it was flushed out. It was, it was thriving. So my thing was I didn't want to change something I already knew that was working for a long time when I was still changing so much personally with having children. So sometimes it just might not be the right timing to start something. So I didn't, I didn't start it right away. Um, like I said, I sat on it for five years. And it, just, it wasn't until this last year that it was the right time for that book. Um, and, you know, I own a domain name, startsellingyourbook.com. So I actually walked away from a big deal um, to be able to publish this book. And I self-published Start Balancing. I don't know if you know that. Oh, it's no, that's, that's self-published. And the reason being is, you know, 80% of book sales are online. 
And publishers, when they bring a publisher in, it's a business. They're looking at everything from a business perspective. Um, how many, you know, how much can this person influence? Um, and then from the book perspective, I wanted the book to be square, and I wanted it to be white. I wanted to have gold foil. I wanted to have color throughout um, so that it will keep people engaged. I wanted to have worksheets at the end of it. None of that was possible through a publisher because what is that to a publisher? It's money. It's money, money, um, yeah. The, yeah, the gold foil, the odd-shaped. The, and for a first-time author, you know, all of these things, there's no way they were going to do a hardcover, gold foil, white color on the inside with worksheets. Um, they weren't. So I knew that it wasn't the right step for me. So I walked away from, um, from a signed agent deal and decided to self-publish. And a goal of mine is in two years is to teach people, you know, all of these thousands of people that say, I want to write a book, but they don't quite know how, I can show them how they can do it and how they can do it debt-free. Um, and, you know, I know so many people that also have wrote a book and they've launched a Kickstarter and that's, you know, kind of what they got the money, but, but that's kind of the life cycle of it. They didn't really have an end game or an end plan or a business or workflows or automation or, you know, a sales marketing plan on how to, how to do those things. Um, so that's kind of my goal. Like, that's a two-year goal for me. But it just, right now, it's not a goal. I have to, I have to prove the system before I can write it. And it's not the right, you know, time in my business and my life to do that quite yet. Yeah, the book publishing, the whole side of it, unfortunately, we've learned a lot of that the hard way as well. So I was published the first two books, and we've been self-publishing ever since. I and mean, once you understand the game and understand the business, um, you know, books are becoming more of that calling card now than they are. You know, you don't go into Barnes & Noble anymore and just browse. Um, no. And so it's It's, 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 it's online shopping. Yeah. That's exactly where it's at. So what I want to do here is we're going to go ahead and take our final break, and then we do have a caller holding. So if he'll hang on for us, we'll catch him right after this break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality, so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, 
CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA project and portfolio management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance. And as you heard, the telephone number, that's the Work-Life Balance hotline. And we've got somebody standing by who would love to talk to us. Let's welcome John Stenbeck to the show. How are you doing, John? Good. Hey, Rick. Thanks for letting me on the call. Um, Long-time listener, I think third-time or fourth-time caller. And as a solopreneur, I just think that, you know, the topic you're covering is so very important. And so my one question or challenge is the thing that when I hear people talking about, you know, time management and all that kind of stuff, it always seems to me that facing the fact that you can't do it all and you have to learn to say no can be vitally, irreplaceably important to to making the rest of it work. And I'm just, I'd love to hear your thoughts and your guest thoughts on the idea of you can't do it all. You got to say no sometimes. Yeah, Christy, I'll let you. I'll let you take that one. So I think um, number one, you have to figure out. I, I see so many businesses that that also don't focus on who is their customer. So, for instance, in the photography industry, a photographer is just a photographer instead of being a wedding photographer. When you're one thing, you are have so much more ability to go after who you're actually marketing to. Number one, number two, you can create a brand that is you know, encompassing to who that, that, that end customer would be. And um, you can do so many things with that. But, but going, back to, going back to that, I mean, I, th- I think the biggest thing is um, time management is, is so important and you can't do it all. So when I was a photographer, I would shoot weddings um, and then I would outsource my entire editing, my album design, all of those things that normal photographers would spend three to four to five days doing. And instead, Mondays I would take off and then Tuesdays and Thursdays would be my work days. So those days I was actually marketing my businesses. I was having um, meetings with vendors and, and all those different things, growing my business. And I think a lot of times we get hung up and we think we have to do it all instead of looking at that $300 you know, um, fee that it would be to outsource your wedding as a $300 fee, look at the three days that I could have been spending getting two more weddings and, and, and investing in my business and get an ROI on that instead. So I think that's just so important that um, 
you figure out what you're good at, what your strengths are, and what you need to really invest your time in and focus your business on one thing instead of trying to be the jack of all trades, be one thing. And I think from a networking perspective as well, it gives the ability to know exactly who you are and what you represent and to recommend you as well. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard I think, it expressed I, as the rifle works much better than shotgun when hunting big game. So if you want your business to be about big game, you have to focus. I agree with you 100%. Yes. I think there's a, a style of focus as well, John, right? So Seth Godin said it best. Is you're either an entrepreneur or you're a freelancer, but you have to decide because you can't be both. So the entrepreneur either builds a business with other people's money, so they hire people smarter than them and get out of the way, or you're trading your time for money as a freelancer, as I often do, which means you know you just get better clients. You 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 go for better clients with a bigger focus. Um, and so I think you know when we when I see so many mistakes in businesses as people trying to do everything and be everything uh, because they they think that that's going to you know more products means more things. Like in a restaurant, you know you don't want a restaurant that serves nine hundred dishes. You want somebody who specializes in 15, 20 dishes and does it well. It's it's the same thing when you're looking at that from an, an entrepreneur side or a freelancer side and being able to focus in and hone on what you do well. Completely Again, agree. couldn't agree more. Well, thank you for the call, John, and we'll be talking to you soon. Uh, as always, you can follow John Stenbeck as well as greatpm, dot com, And, of course, our book just came out, The Agile Almanac Volume 2 which is number one on Amazon right now in the project management agile category. So we're very, very excited about that. Coming back to uh, Christy, Christy, how can we find the Start Planner and Start Balancing book, and how do we find you? So you can find me at christydickerson.com. It's christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, dickerson.com. And you can find Start Planner at startplanner.com. And start balancing at startbalancing.com. I'm all about simple marketing, clear, precise, to the point. So, um, of course, you can also catch me on all social media handles at Christy Dickerson as well. Outstanding. And so one of the questions we love to ask all of our guests is, what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? I've been given that you have to take care of yourself. Um, and I know I've said it before, in the, but someone told me this. Um, I have been, I'm an author of a book called Start Balancing, but have I been balanced? No. The answer is no. We all are not balanced in different aspects of our life. And I had someone look at me and say, you can't do all of these things. And ultimately, you can't do and be who you want to be without taking care of yourself first. So there was a portion in my life where I didn't exercise. I didn't eat clean, and I didn't do all these things that I needed to do. I didn't plan for financial success. And um, what I really realized is when I did took that switch and I put myself first, um, which we often think, ooh, is that selfish? Um, it really transformed all aspects of my life and my business and the relationships, which to me is the most important. You know, we talk about balance, and um, you have to figure out what success is for you because it's not the same person for for everyone. Success looks different for us all. And I think we also live in a society that um, a lot of times we can depict what success is by what people drive or what we see on social media or what we should be doing because this is considered the normal. Um, and I think it's just important when, when you're considering the idea of balance and you're considering the idea of happiness that you make sure that you take the time 
um, for yourself and as a family and for, as a business to make sure that you know and you clearly define on what is success so that you're not constantly ever reaching that happiness. That's fantastic advice. Anything else that you would like to tell the listeners before we uh, wrap up the show this week? Um, I would just say if there's something that you want to start, um, make a plan and make it happen. Um, Life is short, and I think that we're all designed to be someone, and we have to take care of ourselves first. Um, But that would be be it. If you want to know more about the planners, you can see um, we have videos and information at startplanner.com, and again, the books at startbalancing.com. Well, Christy, it's been an honor and and a pleasure to have you as a guest, and we certainly hope that when the next book comes out or or the next big thing that Christy Dickerson's doing, that you'll come back and tell us uh, on the work-life balance here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So next week, we are going to be featuring Matt Schwartz, uh, who is the leader of an executive search firm uh, and talks about individuals and their transformational talent and really about the future of hiring. So it's going to be a fantastic show. Please make sure that you tune in next week. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Rick A. Morris. You can go to rickamorris.com and find out where our next speaking engagements are going to be or if we're going to be in your area. And, of course, we're wishing everybody a very, very safe shopping season uh, as we really get into uh, the more life portion of a work-life balance. I always love December because it seems we really do focus on families and focus on the right things uh, and, and kind of why we do all of this work and craziness. Um, also, please visit greatpm.com. Take a look at the Agile Almanac Volume 2. Very, very proud of that book. Uh, as it's it's literally the dirty dozen we call it twelve different authors that collaborated and brought some you know fantastic thought leadership around project management agile methodologies and really how to do hybrid and agile integration. So it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, John and I have been promoting that book quite a bit lately, and, and just got back from Vegas in uh, doing some speeches there, and in really starting to load up our 2018 calendars uh, in support of that book as well. So please check that out. Um, you can reach me at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com for any questions or follow-up and always on LinkedIn as well. So we love you guys. We thank you guys for being a part of the show this week, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next time here on the Work-Life Balance. You've been listening to Rick Morris. Everybody have a fantastically balanced day. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.